Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The title of the message is True Commitment. So if you have your Bibles open, let's read verse 21 together. But Ittai answered the king and said, As the Lord lives and as my Lord the king lives, surely in whatever place my Lord the king shall be, whether in death or in life, even there also your servant will be. The background here is that Absalom, that's King David's son, started a rebellion against uh, God's chosen leader, David, and he told everyone, vote for me. When I'm the king, everything will be better, right? Your government will fix all your problems if you vote for me, and and I'll do a better job, and and he was wooing everybody. And Absalom, when he had deceived enough people, uh, and he went to Hebron and declared himself to be Israel, uh, the king of Israel there in verse 10. It says, Then Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom reigns in Hebron. So Absalom gathers this little small army, and now that he's declared himself to be king, God didn't anoint him king, uh, then he decides to go to Jerusalem and take over. Verse 13, Now a messenger came to David, saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are with Absalom, because he deceived them. So uh, David decided that he didn't want to have a civil war because it's his son. And so he decides to leave Jerusalem. Now, I personally think David could have taken him. And one of the lessons here is uh, that just because you can whoop somebody doesn't mean you should. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how that applies. But, uh, but David decides, I don't want civil war. And so in verse 14, David said to all of his servants who were with him in Jerusalem, he said, arise, let us flee, uh, and we shall not, or we shall not escape from Absalom. Make haste to depart lest he overtake us suddenly and bring disaster upon us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. So David uh, was leaving the city uh, because he doesn't want to have civil war with his son, Absalom. And, and so this guy joins him, and David noticed this guy from Gath. He was a Gittite. And David said to him in verse 19, uh, David said to Ittai, the Gittite, uh, why are you also going with us? Return and remain with the king, for you are a foreigner and also an exile from your own place. In fact, you only came yesterday. Should I make you wander up and down with us today? Since I go, I know not where. Return and take your brethren back. So David tells this guy, Ittite, he says, uh, hey, you should go back to Jerusalem. You don't need to risk your life to come with me. And you know, David was pretty tough, probably. He's like, hey, I don't need your help. Uh, but in verse 21, then we get to where we're at. Uh, but Ittai answered the king and said, as the Lord lives, and as my Lord the king lives, surely in whatever place my Lord the king shall be, whether in death or in life, even there your servant will be. So Ittai makes this true commitment to David. He says, I'm committed to you through death or life, even if it kills me. And, and, and this is probably where we got that, you know, saying, I'll take a bullet for you, right? I mean, and, and, and you know, sometimes people run through those scenarios. If maybe, uh, you know, you're in some place and there's a crazy person and, and uh, you know, if you're dating someone, would you say to your girlfriend, get behind me, I'll take a bullet for you, right? Now, some people would be like, here, you go get him. Anyway, but this guy, well, you know, <clears throat> some girls are tough. But anyway, this guy, he says, I'll take a bullet for you. And, and, you know, he's very committed to David. It's true commitment. Now, 
one of the sad tragedies in our culture is the lack of true commitment. And, you know, as our culture has moved away from the Judeo-Christian ethic, people are not willing to commit to anything. And you just think about it. They, they don't commit to anything, anywhere, anytime. And, and it almost seems like the most committed people are the, you know, hyper liberal, crazy people uh, who just work overtime to promote their wicked causes, right? But uh, with, you know, Christians in the church today, the church is very weak because of lack of true commitment. And, you know, at this point, the future of David's kingdom is very uncertain. And it seems like Absalom is the rising star. Everybody loves Absalom. David's getting a little older. It seems like his time as king is over. And even many of David's friends left him. Even Absalom, one of his close advisors, left him. Yet Ittai pledges his loyalty to David there in verse 21. When he says, he answered the king and said, as the Lord lives, so he's making a pledge before God, and as my Lord the king lives, surely in whatever place my Lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also your servant will be. Now you might ask, why would Ittai make this kind of true commitment to David? Well, we don't know. It doesn't tell us. But perhaps he had watched the way David had ruled uh, the people with the heart of the shepherd. Maybe he thought, hey, that, that's the kind of life I want to live. That's the person I want to follow. Perhaps he had seen the nation of Israel prosper and be blessed under, nation, uh, under the reign of David. And when Ittai gets to Jerusalem, David's leaving and you know, it looked like David was going down, yet Ittai uh, says, look, I'm not turning back from my commitment to David, and he continues to stay with his decision to be committed to David. And, and even though David tells him, uh, hey, it might cost you your life, the guy says, I don't care. And, and that's the kind of commitment that Jesus desires from us today. When, when Jesus calls us to be followers of Christ, uh, and even with his disciples, he didn't deceive any of them. Jesus never said to any of his disciples, hey, follow me, and you'll have no more problems. You know, your life will be easy. You can live on easy street. It's just right down there on 10th Street off of, by Walgreens, right? I mean, no, he didn't say that. Jesus said in, in Luke 9, 57, uh, well, someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And what did Jesus say? Well, good choice, because you're going to be rich and famous. No, what did he say? In verse 58, Jesus said, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus said, look, I don't own a house. I don't have anything. And, and what he's saying is, you better think about that commitment, because it's not going to be easy. And it's going to take true commitment to follow Jesus, but it will produce a life of fulfillment and satisfaction and joy and peace uh, that, that is indescribable. And, and for me personally, in my commitment to Jesus, half my life, I grew up in a non-Christian home that never went to church. And, and you know, I, I, I have people ask me all the time, do you miss that or would you go back to that? I would never go back to being committed to being an idiot, right? Or being a selfish, self-centered person, right? Because Jesus loves you. He wants to bless your life. He wants to give you wisdom. He wants you to be prosperous in every aspect of your life, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and, and relationally. He loves you. Now, since Adam and Eve... Uh, sin in the garden, the world has fallen. We know that, right? And, and it's fallen from God's original design. And as a result, uh, the world is basically, uh, people are focused on self. People are self-centered. And that really is at the root of many problems. And uh, even our society, you know, the most popular people on social media, they teach you how to focus on self. They teach you how to get more likes. They te teach you how to uh, look better so people will look at you to get people to talk about you. And, and when you've had enough of you, then they entertain you, right? So uh, the theme of the world is just self, 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 self. And 
You know, Jesus taught just the opposite, right? Die to self. In Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to the disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, that's us, he said, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So Jesus didn't call us to be rich and famous celebrities, and I suppose if that is your lot in life, then that's fine. But, but really, he calls us to deny ourselves, and Jesus said, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be a servant to deny your selfishness, and that produces a great life in every area, at work, at school, at home, in marriages, in relationships. When you want to be a servant and you choose to serve other people, that produces a great life. Now, Jesus calls us to a life of commitment, uh, denying our self-centered nature. And really, that is at the core of making a commitment to Jesus, is denying your selfish self-will, right? And and so often, uh, you know, I will say sometimes, you know, I don't want to do what Jesus wants me to do. And people are like, well, Pastor Bob, I thought you were more spiritual than that. Well, you don't want to do it either. You, you just, <laughs> right, you just ain't going to tell anybody about it. But the truth is, we all have this self-nature that wants to just do our own thing. And Jesus said, as you deny yourself, that's where you find the true meaning of life. And, th- and that's why I have made a total commitment to Jesus, because I know that he created us with a plan and a purpose. And I know that that's where you find fulfillment and contentment and joy and peace and love is being fully committed to Jesus, right? And, and so, uh, you know, David didn't make any enticing offers to Ittai. He didn't say, if you stick with me, <clears throat> you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back into power and I'll make you one of my generals. No, he didn't say that. He just said the opposite there in verse 19 when the king said to Ittai, hey, why are you going with us? Verse 20, since I go, I know not where. He must have been hanging out with Yoda. Uh, Return and take your brethren back, right? So David was saying, like, I don't know where I'm going, and, and why, why should you come with me? Uh, and, and yet, uh, Ittai makes this commitment to David in verse 21. Ittai answered the king and said, whether in death or life, even there also your servant will be. And so Ittai said, look, I don't care if it costs my life, uh, whether life or death, I'm committed to you. And, and the truth is, everybody's committed to something. People just don't realize it, right? So, you know, homeless people that live in a tent and do drugs all day, they're committed to that, right? Uh, people who are Whatever it is, they're committed to it. Uh, you know, people who are really good criminals, they're committed to it, right? Uh, and even, you know, whatever, people who, whatever it is, everybody's committed to something. Even if you're committed to just being, you know, lazy and do nothing with your life or whatever, people are committed to things. And, and Ittai thought that the worst that David had to offer was better than the best that Absalom had to offer. And why did he think that? Well, because I think he was thinking it through. If I go back to Jerusalem and follow Absalom, He's in rebellion to God. He doesn't care about God. Uh, he's a pretender. He's a faker. He's pretending like he's king, and he's really not. He's pretending like he loves God, but he doesn't really, right? He's a poser, and, and why would I want to do that when I can follow David, right? And, and Moses said the same sort of thing. Uh, Moses in Hebrews eleven twenty four. 24, uh, when Moses became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer uh, affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Now, Why? Because Moses understood that the passing pleasures of sin are only for a season. Right now, this is a truth that I think our society uh, does not understand. That sin is only for a season. People think that, you know, partying and living after the flesh and doing every crazy weird thing that you can think of is so exciting. But it's only for a season, right? And then, then the results come, right? And the Bible tells us what are the results. Romans 8.13 For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. So that's pretty simple. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now when it says you will live, 
uh, it's not only speaking of eternal life, but it's speaking of a quality of life, right? Uh, that you could live for a long time and have a bad life, but God wants you to have a quality of life, a fulfilling life, a rewarding life, a meaningful life. And, and that's what Jesus wants for us. And when you make a total commitment to him, that's what he brings to us, right? And, and the Bible doesn't say it's going to be easy. There's going to be valleys in life. There's going to be good times, hard times. That's just the reality, right? We live in a fallen world. There's going to be difficult times, but the Lord's going to be there to comfort you, to encourage you, and that is so important to understand. When you fully commit to Jesus, then he's fully committed to you, and he knows the future. He knows all that you're going to go through. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.